Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Use Your Powers for Good. I'm your host, Carolyn Opa-Mosdell, and I am so glad that you're here. This is a show to inspire leaders, managers, and supervisors to use their powers for good to put more kindness into the world. Today's guest is Patrick Parker. Patrick is a serial SaaS entrepreneur and leader who founded SaaS Partners, which specializes in custom mobile and web apps. He was able to um, to lead his IT services company, SaaS Solutions, to over $2 million in annual revenue, recurring revenue within the first three years while adding 24 new employees to keep up with the demand and continue scaling. As a SaaS consultant, Patrick helps teams build better products that customers will love and by teaching them best practices around heuristics, automation growth hacking techniques, and leveraging analytics tools for increased revenue generation. So today, Patrick is gonna to talk to us about the importance of developing core values, leadership techniques for creating a successful team, and how being a former athlete transfers into leadership and business. Hello, Patrick, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks for having me on, I'm happy to be here. So Patrick, tell us about what led you to, what, what about your journey and how you were led to this work? Oh man, how much time do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, I think so, before I started my own venture, I was doing uh, Big Four Consulting for a long time. Uh, so we would basically go into these different uh, organizations. They would have these massive uh, software implementations or custom software projects for us. And we would basically go out, uh, go in and, and build out these platforms, these systems for them. And I, I realized very early on that there was a better way to do it. I can't tell you how many times I, I sat in delivery meetings where we're literally turning over these systems to our, our clients. And the clients are, are literally just looking at us dumbfounded, like this, this isn't what I asked for. You know, they, uh, they didn't get any type of training. They, the system was barely usable. It didn't fit the needs. And here they are spending hundred million plus dollars on a, on a major software implementation. And so I, I think the, the biggest thing there is that, you know, there was a better way. There was a better way to do things, uh, and, and. I wanted to go find it. And so what I ended up doing, I, I looked around and, and kind of consulted some of my other friends that I had, had spent uh, the better part of a decade working with and said, you know, how can we improve this process? How can we make this better? And so what we ended up doing was, was striking out on our own, starting our own software development company, and then ultimately taking a human-centered approach to design and, and project development. So what I mean by that, uh, is that we focus uh, on including the users literally at every step throughout the entire journey. So there's multiple uh, phase gates where we are soliciting input, where we are you know, evaluating that feedback that we're getting and we're including the user all the way through uh, so that at the end of the, uh, the project, when we actually go to have that delivery discussion and ultimately hand it off, they know exactly what to expect. They've been included the entire time. They're signing off throughout the process. And then the system is, is ultimately exactly what they asked for. And it solves the problems uh, that we pitched them uh, through our value proposition in the first place. 
And so we've had a, yeah, we've had a much, much higher success rate. Uh, happy clients obviously translate to, uh, to more revenue, more referrals. And it's, it's been incredible just to build out a, a, an amazing network of, of clients, of partners, uh, and then of, of referrals. And so we literally, you know, we grew our business to two and a half million in the first several years before we ever spent a dollar on advertising or marketing because the referrals were so strong because everyone else had had that same problem where at some point in time throughout that, that software de uh, delivery life cycle, they were running into issues. And so everyone was looking for a way to uh, avoid that. And once the word got out that we did a really good job and, and what, it, you know, what differentiated us in terms of the approach that we took, um, people were just calling on us left and right. And so it really took off quick. And then here we are going into to year five, over 3 million in revenue and, and building major projects did a, a million dollars in new business in January. So it's, it's going to be a, a good year for you. Yeah. But it, it all goes back to the approach that we take uh, and the way that we work with you. Right. I think that's, that's kind of paramount in, in what is currently our success story. Well, I think we are business cousins because, um, <laughs> and, and, and you as a new entrepreneur myself, you are an inspiration to me because that's, the approach that I've taken in my consultant work, uh, consulting yeah. work, I like a very humanistic, human-centered approach with get keeping people engaged along the way. But for people who are actually going to, you know, benefit or not benefit from the leadership strategies that the leadership come up with. So Absolutely. you know, it's nothing more worse than like giving your customer at the end and they're like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And so, I, again, I think by, by having that approach, and you said it, I mean, by keeping them engaged throughout the entire process, they know what to expect. Uh, and then they've had every opportunity to uh, to raise questions or concerns. So by the time it, it comes to hand things over, uh, you're going to end up with some really happy customers. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So before we go on, tell people what SAS is and how to like recognize it on the street, so to speak. Awesome. So that is, is quite simply software as a service, right? Uh, there's literally thousands of software as a service platforms out there. You likely use one every single day and just may not even be aware that you're using it. Uh, one of my favorites uh, is, is Calendly because it, it was such a simple uh, product that solved a huge problem. Yes. You know, before Calendly came out, it was the same thing. It's like, I reach out to you just to, to come on the podcast, for example, and you say, hey, here's some times that work for me. And I come back to you and say, none of these work. What about these times? You know, we right. may exchange emails. So you've got something uh, that's a software as a service like, like Calendly that's so simple to use, right? Other ones that people are familiar with is Zoom. Same way we're able to, to jump on here to see each other face to face while we have this great discussion. Um, it, there's literally a million out there. Everything from HR systems to banking systems to I mean, you name it, SaaS literally touches everything at this point, and it's here to stay. I mean, it's a it's a fixture in modern culture, and it's it's only growing and expanding. Yes, so you know, I, I had heard of SaaS, and and I guess never really understood like exactly what it meant. And, and, and in, in preparation for this podcast, I looked it up. I was like, ah, it uses this every day. <laughs> so, Patrick, what sport did you play? So I grew up playing basketball, and um, I loved it. I had such a such a passion for it growing up. 
I, uh, I played a bunch of sports growing up, but I ended up quitting all of them to focus on basketball. I literally played basketball 365 days a year, um, 24 hours a day if I, if I would have been able to, but I had these other uh, activities like school that were also- <laughs> That got in the way, right? <laughs> yeah, they got in the way of, of my passion. But um, right. no, so, so I, I grew up, I played at a very high level. I uh, played AAU ball, I used to play in all the, the big showcases and stuff like that against literally some of the best players in the country and the world. Uh, a lot of them were still playing uh, NBA ball at this point in time. So um, ended up coming into my, my senior year, ended up tearing up my knee pretty good. And uh, that kind of ended things for me. So my, my kind of hopes of, of playing in the next level in scholarship and, and kind of pursuing it uh, as long as I could kind of ended and I, I refocused uh, on the things that I could control and, and looking at career options that intrigued me. And that's how I ultimately landed up in, in tech. Uh, so so tell us how your, 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 your sports playing contributes to your business, business success. I, I think it's, it's honestly everything. Um, it, it was so ingrained in me just to be an athlete and to be a competitor uh, and to be a teammate. Right, and I, and I think that's something that easily translates into the business world. So as a business owner, you know, living to compete with other businesses that are in my market or in my industry, um, learning how to coach and mentor other people. I was always the team captain growing up, so I was very vocal about telling people where to go, uh, <laughs> even during the, the game, right? Picking people up when they're, they're not performing well. Um, and so all that directly translates into business ownership right into leadership and so being able to, to build a strong team understanding that you're only strong as your weakest team member working to coach them up working to motivate and encourage them um, and then just to, to continue pushing people as, as hard as you can to, to get their uh, their maximum output so at the end of the day it's all it's it's all performance in the same way so it's it's you know very intrinsic in terms of, of how it translates and, and no, oh, that's I mean that's that's a great analogy because it is all about, you know, if you have a team, you're only as good as your your weakest teammate. So you it's it's to the benefit of everyone that you bring that teammate up to the level where everyone is, you know, performing at their optimal level. So, you know, this is this a great um, analogy for that. So tell us um so core values. Yes. Um, developing them, you know, I feel like in your personal and professional life um, are really um, um, beneficial to uh, a happy life um, in your business and profession. But in business, um, what are your core values and how have they contributed to your, your success? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, I, th I think you're right. I, I love what you said about it. It's not just important to, to do this in business, but even in your personal life, right? Because your core values determine who you want to be, right? Do I want to be a person of, of honesty and integrity? Do I want to be a person that is known for treating other people with respect and, and giving people, you know, credit where it's due? And and so all of those things, I think a lot of my personal brand and who I am as an individual, I think bleed through the entirety of my my company. Uh, and that is, is someone that is full of integrity, someone that is, is honest, someone that is, is transparent. 
And I, I think that's something that our, our clients really appreciate as well. You know, I'm, I'm gonna give you the bad news. I'll preface it, but I'll be direct about it. And then I'll, I'll lay out options about how we can go forward, right? Because we, we see a lot of stuff in, in our clients' businesses that, that you know, where there's areas or, or uh, where there's opportunities that they just haven't taken advantage of yet. And so, you know, one of our clients, we, we've got a pretty decent sized enterprise client that, that was losing uh, about a million dollars a month. Uh, and we were trying to uh, break this to them as we're going through and doing initial audit and stuff. And it's like, hey, you're losing a million dollars a month. Here's what we're going to do for you. Here are the options that you have uh, and how we can drop that number and hopefully turn this around, right? Uh, and so I, I think a lot of those values, uh, especially as you build out the culture of your organization, they're things that you also have to look for within the people that you hire, right? Because every time you bring on a new employee, they're gonna contribute something to that culture, right? They're gonna have their own personalities, they're gonna have their own passions, they're gonna have uh, their own way of interacting with other people. And so it's extremely important to look for people that are similar to you in that regard, or at least that possess those core values. So, you know, that way as you, you continue to grow, you know, we like, like I said, and you, you brought this up during the intro, we scaled from a, a team of three to, to 24 quick. We now have 35 uh, here in the States. We opened up a, a second headquarters last year in India, and we've got a couple hundred developers there um, that we're growing out, but it's the same thing. It's very important to, to make sure that those core values are communicated across the organization and that people are held accountable to them, right? That's the other piece of it. So you've got to have uh, communication around what they are, what the mission is, what the vision is, what the values are. And then you also have to have some accountability. And I think that's the thing that, that we do really well. Um, but the way that we have you know, continued to build out this culture, uh, everyone loves to come to work. Everyone mm -hmm. is it. Uh, friends, it's not unusual to, to see people hanging out, making plans to do things outside of work. Here, working at, at all kinds of crazy hours, not because we ask them to, but they they love the work, they love the people, uh, and they love what the, you know the direction that our organization is headed. And so, I, I think it's it's really exciting for me to see, um, but it's also extremely exciting to watch other people as they kind of come into their own and as they grow. Uh, not just as, as employees or folks that, that work for our, our company, but uh, as leaders, right? right? And so so we're able to, to take a lot of, of the things that we have learned and a lot of our experience, and we're able to, you know, kind of transpose that onto them uh, and then watch as they kind of blossom. And I think that's one of the, the most exciting things for me is that I have people that have kind of come in a little quiet and reserved and unsure. And now I've got them leading teams of, of 10 or more. And, and you know, oh, it's wow. just turn around, you know? So it's uh, a lot of times people just need the opportunity, right? And so, you know, again, you, you look for those people that have those values and that, mm -hmm. that have strong integrity and, and you, you focus on how you can coach those people up and mentor those people mm -hmm. um, to help them kind of level up. That's awesome. You know, as a, as a leadership strategist, I do, a lot of my work is rooted in emotional intelligence. And so I, I just, I, I can tell that you have a very, you lead with a lot of emotional intelligence and your culture um, really is exuding that based on what I'm hearing from you. 
Very much so. EQ is more important than IQ every day of the week, right? Yes. At the end of the day, this is a, a people-focused business. And, and I've told people many times, so something you may not know, in addition to running SaaS partners, I've, I've founded five other SaaS companies. Uh, oh, wow. That's right. So we operate under kind of a, a studio model here. So when we're not working on client projects because of the number of developers I have, instead of just letting those developers go, we retain them and we have them build our own products, right? And then we take the product to market. So it's a it's a unique model, but it's a lot of fun and it creates a lot of opportunity. And I think that's something that people love. Um, but but to go back to the EQ over IQ, it's extremely important because you're working with other people. And it's not just your teammates, it's your clients, it's your customers, it's everyone else, right? So give me someone that that cares, that has compassion, that has empathy any day over someone that that is just able to do the job based on their IQ alone, right? And so we always we always go for, for both, especially when we can, right? But it's not always possible. So again, find people that, that are passionate about what you're doing and about helping and contributing and you can, you can coach them on the rest. Mm -hmm. See, I told you we were cousins. You didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So tell me, what are some of the leadership techniques that you have used to create successful teams? You mentioned you went from three to 24, and then you, yeah. you know, when you're finished, you'll redistribute people to do other things, so. Yeah, I yeah, I think, biggest for me is is growing up as a Christian I, servant leadership was always huge right so always living to to see how I can help other people right and so a lot of that goes from uh, sports and athletics as well uh, it transitions the same way in building a team and helping your teammates and helping people uh, hustle picking them up when they're down um, and, and it, a lot of that translates uh, the same way into to business as well right so you know, I, I usually spend most of my days working with about 10 core people. Um, and then they have direct reports of their own that they manage, right? And so my job is to help them be more effective at their jobs. And it's the same thing, coaching them on leadership, helping them understand how to build really strong teams while I'm building a, a smaller chain, right? So um, I think it, it keeps everything really streamlined. Um, and, and manageable, that's that's the biggest thing. Instead of having to delegate to almost 250 people, I'm delegating to 10 people who are all running different teams, right? And so when you talk about the, the way that we've kind of uh, organized everything from that perspective, it's it, it's pretty simple to focus on on people. So I'm able to communicate with these 10 direct reports who I, who I really focus the, the majority of my energy and strategy on. And then I spend the rest of my time building relationships with all my employees because that's something that's extremely important. I want people to know that they can come to me. They can come to me with a joke. They can come to me with something serious. Um, but again, I, I want people to feel like my door is always open uh, because that's that's the way that I, I run my business. Well, you, you bring up a, a couple of points that I always communicate to my, my, my clients. I'm like, if, if you say we need to talk to someone, don't yeah. make it so don't make have an environment where every time you say that person is like grabbing their purse or their plant and yeah. everything in their office because they feel like they're going to be out the door yeah. 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 now we don't do that we, we try to keep it extremely safe and i mean we we have an environment here where, where people understand they can make mistakes mm -hmm. uh, you're not making mistakes you're not learning 
some of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned in my entire life is coming from failure, right? And I think that if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying new things, right? right? And so a lot of what I tell people during the interviews and stuff is, is you get paid to fail here and it's okay. But it's the effort, it's the effort that we measure, right? And then we look at the results and we help and we work with uh, our employees on how they can do a better job, right? Mm -hmm. What went wrong in the process? What's the the way to correct that? How do you identify that to prevent it in the future? Um, And so, you know, it it has to be like that, especially in in our environment where everything is extremely fast paced with, with innovation and technology. So... Again, if you're not experimenting, if you're not trying new things, then you're not learning. And so we, we have a big point on, on education, on training and, mm-hmm. and on learning and, and doing. So I think that's something else that, that people really love about our organization and, and working here. And I really love the part too, um, where you, know, you are building leaders who are building leaders. And I sure. think that's very important um, in an organization, especially as you're scaling, because you can't do everything. You can't be everywhere as the founder, CEO, leader of your company. So you have to. That's one of the lessons I learned um, um, really quickly when I became chief of staff um, in the mayor's office. And, you know, I, I was great at my craft and my expertise. And when I got there, I had like all these other people I was responsible for. And so I had to really learn to delegate and let people um, do their jobs and let them flourish and, and support where I could and all that. So building lead, and it was the best thing I, I, I was able to go on vacation. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. And, and it's so interesting with, with something like that, too, because I, I tell people, so I, I've literally been gone for the last two weeks. So I was in Vegas for a conference. I turned around. I went down to a Bitcoin 2022 conference in Miami last week. Mm-hmm. And I got back and everything was still running. Right. Still <laughs> you know, everyone was still happy to be here. Right, you know, right, right. But again, it's because of the, the time that we've spent mm-hmm. uh I have a process that I use that I call the three R's. And so I call it replicate, replace, redo. And so basically what, what I do is I take all the knowledge that I have, replicate it onto someone else that I want to be in that leadership position, right? Once they have a firm understanding of all that, we transfer that knowledge. They've replaced my need to be engaged in that, right? Engaged in that activity. And then I just redo that as many times as I need to, to build those leaders and to have those different functional areas taken care of. So it allows me to go on vacation, but more importantly, it allows me to focus on the strategy and the vision of the company instead of having to be an operator myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. especially there's, there's so many folks that get into business ownership and especially in the beginning, it's, it's when you start, you're an operator. You're doing everything, right? You are, you're, yeah. So, so you're doing everything, right? You're trying to understand how everything works. If something falls apart, then you're the one that's got to fix it. You know, the whole ship is waiting on you. But at some point in time, when you have the correct staff, you have the right people, the right expertise around you, you transition from operator into owner. And that's right. when it starts to become exciting. And that's the point in time when your business really starts to grow and and starts to develop its own identity and its own culture. 
right? And so, so we've we've gotten to that point, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And so, instead of focusing on every detail of the business, I'm able to focus on the bigger picture, right? Which is what I'm really good. At. So, that's uh, that's the exciting uh, kind of transformation that we've made over the last couple of years. Oh, that's exciting! Very exciting. So. It is. Um, so tell me, like, well, what is your, you said a lot, and you said a lot of great stuff. And so what is your best leadership tip for, you know, the, the, the new business or the, the new business owner or the new leader, you know, getting into an exciting opportunity to lead a, a large team? Uh, so what is your best leadership advice for these people? I'd really say two things. Um, the first would be to invest in your people, right? Uh, and, and I don't just mean time. I don't just mean, um, you know, kind of training, what you're teaching them, things of that nature. I mean, actually invest in, in getting to know that person, right? Getting to understand what motivates them, what drives them, what incentivizes them, right? Um, one of the, the things that I learned, I had a guy that was working here for, uh, he'd been here about six months, he was underperforming, and uh, rather than just cutting him loose, I just sat down and had a, had a conversation with him. Uh, I knew it wasn't something that he was passionate about, what he was doing. He was doing it, but not to the level that, that it needed to be done. And so I, I started asking those questions about, you know, what, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? You look at technology here and when you, when you see the way that, that the company is moving, what gets you excited? And so we're doing a lot with Web3 and blockchain. And that was something that he was just excited about. He'd been following. And so now he is focused on doing that for us. Um, awesome. so, so, you know, instead of cutting them loose, just understanding what, what moves people and understanding where they can fit in and how they can provide value to the organization. So invest in the relationships that you have. Uh, and you probably saw that as chief of staff too. I mean, you're, you're delegating to everyone, but it's still extremely, extremely relationships driven, right? So you still have to have a good rapport. You have to have a good working respect with those people. Uh, and they have to know that you are intelligent enough to do your job, right? So some of that is, is just proving yourself and, and proving uh, the type of leadership that, that you can uh, bring to the table. So, you know, I, I'd say the first thing is, is invest in your people. And I think the, the second thing is listen more than you talk, right? Because especially as you're trying to build relationships to people and, and in a leadership position, a lot of times we're, we're usually have the spotlight on us, right? We're doing a lot of the talking, we're doing a lot of the communicating, uh, throughout the organization. But when it comes to building rapport with people, when it comes to understanding their skill set, understanding their passions, you've really got to listen more than you talk, right? And so if you want to understand what drives people, you want to understand how to get the best performance out of them, you need to know what moves them. You need to understand kind of the, the root cause or the root drivers of those. And you're only going to do that through listening. So invest in your people, listen more than you talk. Yes, I, I I agree with this message. <laughs> you know, do you approve this message, right? Sorry, I approve this message. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, you know, because again, one of the things that I really w was very intentional about is listening more than I talk. Because you could, if you you could learn a lot about a person just by listening, especially if that person in your team 
is you know not conforming and you know maybe just having casual conversation with them you'll un, you know they'll they'll reveal maybe something that's the root cause of why they're acting the way they're acting or reacting the way they're reacting and then you can do something about it so yes exactly i exactly. approve everything it's, that you said it's the, same, it's the same with clients too right mm-hmm. uh, so many people want to tell the clients all the great things that they're doing Right. Uh, especially in, in SaaS, where we're at, in a, in a bunch of different industries. But if you just listen to the customer, they'll tell you how to build the perfect platform, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's it's always make sure you're listening and not talking. Yes. Thank you so much, Patrick. Oh, that was really really good. So I hope everyone will will if you couldn't take notes, um, listen to this again and then take notes about all these good gems that Patrick is dropping for us today. So, Patrick, my final question for you is, tell us how you put more kindness into the world. Oh, every day. So, I am, again, big on servant leadership. I was raised that way uh, by my parents. Amazing, amazing people. Um, But I've always just kind of looked for opportunities to help people that need help. I've never been scared to to step in and, and, and Know, offer a helping hand to pull people up to sit down next to people if they they just need to have a conversation i mean it, there's so many different ways to bring kindness into the world i think it's just being intentional about it yeah. right understanding that that there's a lot of people that that need help in the world and just looking for ways that you can jump in and, and lend a helping hand mm-hmm. i love that i love that well, you are definitely putting more kindness into the world and the workplace. I can feel it. I can hear it from what you're, what you've told us today. So we appreciate you for putting all the kindness in the world that you put in through your leadership. And so, Patrick, Absolutely. I want to thank you. But well, do you have any parting words? I should ask you first. Do I have any what? Parting words. Parting words. Ah, we covered so much. I yes, think we, we had did. A conversation. Um, Okay. Have a have a great day, everybody. Hopefully All right, well, Patrick. I thank you so much for being here. And um, well, one thing: if someone wants to do business with you in any kind of way, tell us how to reach you. Yeah. So if you want to do business with me, uh, SASPartners.io is the best way to get a hold of us. It's S A A S Partners.io. So we also have some incredible uh, blog content around leadership and around everything uh, related to software as a service and and starting up and scaling a, a business. So be sure to check those out as well. Yes, please do check out check out Patrick and his awesome business and all of his awesome leadership um, guidance and advice and experience. And I want to thank everyone for being here today. And as always, until next time, be better today than yesterday. Be better tomorrow than today. Bye for now.